So I appreciate you being flexible. This is like the second week in a row. And the weird thing is that the schedule for our daughter, who's a gymnast, seems to change because the state has on multiple times changed the rules about, you know, what is allowed indoors and what is not allowed indoors. And they are allowing them to meet, but at reduced capacity, which means they have to switch all of these schedules around. And so then I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I should go because I have to yeah, take my kid. Had- We've had the same thing with sports. It's uh, yeah. been like only a certain amount of people um, per player. And they actually, like for my daughter's volleyball, they closed off the bleachers and everyone had to bring their own seats and sit, you know, families together six feet apart. And, you know, you have to wear a mask the whole time. Same thing with uh, Reese's football games. Even outside, we they had closed off every other bleacher and we had to sit, wear a mask the whole time outside. So, anyway, we can get back to, I don't know if you saw any of the comments I put on Looking Forward. I did. <laughs> so, yes, we'll we definitely talk about get to that. that. Yeah, so um, we should start with a little bit of follow-up. Um, I can talk for just a second. Uh, I have been using the new, I have them on, the new AirPods Max. They are definitely, um, they're definitely very well made. I'll say that much. My uh, 10-year-old daughter's comments was, these are pretty, which is not necessarily (laughs) something I go for when I'm buying something, but I, I would say that that's actually a pretty accurate description. I mean, they're, they're real aluminum. They're very well made. They're like they feel the way you'd expect a product from Apple to feel. We'll set the case aside because the case is ridiculous. But it's anyway, we, will, we won't even have any conversation about the case because there's plenty of conversations and memes already happening about the case. Um, they are they are definitely wireless first, which they sound very good. They sound as good, if not better than any headphones I've ever had. But at five hundred and fifty dollars, the question is, are they going to be worth it to people? And if you're going to spend that much, you're probably not necessarily caring that much about a wireless pair of headphones. You're probably like moving into the category of people who want reference headphones or that kind of thing. And these are not necessarily that. Um, and plugged in. So I have them. I have to have them wired right now or else there'd be a ridiculous delay from Bluetooth. And they actually are. They do work for. Most people, this is going to mean nothing to, but when you're recording a podcast, you want to be able to hear the person you're talking to. And right now I can also hear myself so that I know that like there's a level of me being recorded as well. And you don't want there to be any delay. Cause if you ever have talked on an old phone where there was a delay, you find yeah. that you like start to stop, right? Or an <laughs> echo, which is the most yeah. thing ever. And if that is, you, you can't help but listening to yourself. And so you you slow down your pace of talk so you don't want any kind of a delay because it's distracting and it messes everything up these have um these don't have these are usable they don't have any kind of a uh, the latency is low enough that you they're they're usable for that purpose but they they have just enough latency or enough of a delay that it sounds like you have some pretty killer reverb happening right it doesn't it's not an echo it's not 
it's not dislocated from your voice that you're actually saying, but it's just enough of a delay that you sound, I sound, I feel like I sound really nice right now. I probably sound way nicer in my ears than I can, uh, than I do out there. But anyway, so it, I, I like them. I can't necessarily reckon. I'll have to form more of an opinion. I got to finish reviewing them. We'll see. <laughs> I changed my background. Well, since you yes, know, we're in we a talked snow about in the last episode, it snowed in Little Rock last night. Um, I documented it. It's all gone now. <laughs> this morning but we got like a light a nice light dusting nice but you know i'm going to cincinnati next week so i'm hoping to see some good snow yeah uh, we have not had any snow really in the midwest other than up north they've had some snow so i can't uh, i don't want to make any promises but you call michigan the midwest Michigan is the Midwest, although it, I guess it's geographically the the eastern, the, the about as far east as you can get in the Midwest. But I think that culturally, Michigan is definitely the Midwest. Okay. Well, I grew up in St. Louis, and we were definitely Midwest. So I'm trying to reconcile Cincinnati also being Midwest or Michigan. Yeah, I mean, St. Louis is borderline. Like, Missouri is is like borderline plain states starts getting culturally closer to being part of like almost not the south because it's definitely distinct from yeah you know, i live the in the south. south well yes you yes yeah. arkansas is definitely the south but yeah anyway and that none of that was on our <laughs> on our list so you can why don't you talk about um your follow-up okay sure so um I got the new computer, and which I love. And but what I did not expect is uh, well, we turned the I wiped my old um, MacBook Air 2015, which probably made it faster, um, and turned it into a family computer. But my daughter got really into it, so I don't let her charge it in her room. It's because the family computer. I'll let her take it to her room. And she's obsessed with it because she was working on uh, playing with her Chromebook. I got her when she was seven. She's now 10. And she couldn't play Roblox on it because she said it was too slow and laggy. But playing on my MacBook, she's like obsessed with it. And I was actually okay with her spending a good amount of time on that playing Roblox at least because she's learning a skill there it's like she's learning architectural skills rather than just playing a game and she's been obsessed with it she keeps coming in coming to me like can i use the laptop can i use the laptop and so we both got major upgrades which i'm super glad about that that computer isn't going to waste while i'm still while i am thrilled with my new computer someone is actually thrilled to have my old one right my son could care less (laughs) no i hate that he could not care less right (laughs) yeah that's funny so really that this is actually sort of a thing that at our house we have talked about many times and and so every time if i get a new iphone for example when i got an iphone 12 pro my wife got my iphone 11 pro so at one point it was kind of like dad why is it only fair that you get to upgrade but when i upgrade everybody gets an upgrade right because we, you know, the MacBook Air, which was not quite as old as the, I mean, which was older than the one that you have, but that my wife was using when we upgraded her MacBook Air, actually, probably three or four, four months ago, 
we took hers and now our six-year-old uses it for school. So and we did the same thing. We, we erased it, wiped it clean, started it fresh. Basically all it has on it now is brave and zoom. Cause that's all he needs is brave and zoom. And, and he, and it's great because it works really well for that. So. Well, Savannah actually got, she got a nice upgrade of her Chromebook for school. Uh, yeah. So, and it's a touch screen. And I told you I had this dream. <laughs> I texted you that I had a dream that you could fold the MacBook Don't in half and it'd be a touch screen. And you were like, uh, I recommend not doing that. I'm like, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> but like, Do not try to fold your MacBook in half. I'm I promise you none of them will work to, that way. <laughs> do you think that my question really there was, do you think that Apple will ever do something like that? Okay, so spoiler alert. Wait. I'm trying to remember if I said this or not. I don't think I said this, so this is not a spoiler alert. So I just recorded an interview on a different podcast, and I was trying to remember what I said, but I don't think I said this. But I think, yes, I did say that. I think that, uh, yes, I think that Macs will get touch screens. I, I think that they, I don't think you'll be folding them in half because I think that every laptop I've seen that you can fold the top back over on itself, it's a, it's a, really not a very good form factor. It's a terrible tablet in that form so I, but I do think that the Macs will get a touchscreen, but I still do not recommend folding them back on themselves. Yeah. My daughter actually asked me, she said, is this a touchscreen? And I said, no, sweetie. And she kept trying to touch the screen. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how it works, but that's how her school computer works. She can touch screen if she wants to, and she can fold it in half, which like it works really well for her for school. But so she uses that for school and she uses the old MacBook for gaming. Yeah. So I, and I, we handed down the 2013 MacBook Air to our son to use for school because they were giving out uh, probably seventh generation, just normal old iPads. They might even be older than that. I'm not sure. And our other three, they give them Chromebooks. And if I could, I would buy them all 2013 or 14 MacBook Airs because even those, which are almost as old as you can get in a MacBook Air, are faster and better than the 2020 or 2019 Chromebooks that they have to use. They're, it's, they're just a disaster. So, yeah, uh, the older Apple products definitely hold their value a lot longer. Yeah, definitely. I think um, just watching her play after I deleted everything and reset it up, it was a lot less laggy. And hey, I think the best thing about it is that my 10-year-old is playing on a macbook air that has like craft beer stickers all over it <laughs> that's of right all the places i visited <laughs> see now that's interesting so you're definitely a put a sticker on your mac person um i'm not going i have not put any on this one it's too pretty yeah and what's funny about that is i've never been able to stick a sticker on my mac and so weirdly not weirdly I think part of that is because one of the things I've always liked the most about all of the Macs that I've ever had is that unlike PCs, they don't have any stickers or markings or anything. All that they have is an Apple logo, right? I've noticed also on the Apple logo on the back of the new one, it is not, it doesn't light up. It's more like a mirror. Right. They yep they did get rid of the l lighted up, um, the logo when they did the redesigns, and 
part, I think the reason is just because of the thickness of the display, right? They wanted well, to make I, the display I mean, thinner. I like it. I don't, I don't mind at all. But what do you do with the stickers they send you? I still have these two rose gold stickers, and I don't know what I want to do with them because I don't want to put it on the computer. I don't. I guess I could put it on my desk. I don't want to put it on my car. So that's. I'm. I'm really glad you asked that. Not because I care that much about answering <laughs> i will answer your question i've never done anything i have piles of them i save them all i always think oh it'd be fun to find here's so here i'm gonna these are the ones that came with the the macbook air that i have sitting mm-hmm. here the m1 and they are space gray colored now in the past they've always been white as far as i can ever remember every apple sticker i've ever gotten with every device that comes with them with this imac with previous laptops with anything They've always, always been white. And I thought, well, that's interesting. They changed the color of the stickers. It's, it's, but you just said that you have rose gold. Mm-hmm. So they are now Very matching good. the stickers Yes. to the mat. And I, I've never heard anybody mention that before. So you might be breaking news here. I don't know. <laughs> but that's very cool. I didn't know that. So I've never done anything with them except for put them all on a pile. And I have I have sheets upon sheets. Actually, I've probably occasionally given them to my kids. And you I think probably put them on eBay. People probably want them. Who knows? But I, I do. I actually I have I do have a notebook somewhere that I stuck a sticker on the cover of meaning like a, a moleskin type notebook thing. And the only reason I did that is because I had like four of them. This was at a time when I had, there were small ones and it, they each served a different purpose. <laughs> this was dumb. And I stuck a sticker on one of them because it was like my master key to all of the other ones. <laughs> so I'd like take notes in one notebook and then I would use the master notebook to keep track of where I was keeping track of other things. It was a very bad system. I'm just I just put s- one on my computer. Oh my goodness! I can't believe it. Wow. So where did you put it? I mean, I know it's you can't on, lift it up. Um, next to the touchpad. Oh wow, that's. I actually think of both of them next to the touchpad since they match so nicely would look would look good. That that is. But this brave. is coming from a, a a woman who used to decorate her Magnum box 13 inch TV with nail polish. So. I found the notebook. By the way, this is this is okay. the master notebook of anyway it makes me wonder too why they send stickers with it what do they want you to do with it they've just always done that i know but so we'll have to find out if somebody listening to this podcast knows send us a message send jen jess a message on twitter we'll make sure there's a link in the show notes you can do that so all right so we should um possibly consider moving on to newer topics um so like um, go ahead the pending upcoming holidays yes there's another holiday coming very quickly well there's assorted holidays some of them are happening now some of them are coming we at our house celebrate christmas but obviously people who are celebrating hanukkah that's already happening so what are your uh what are your holiday plans it's a little bittersweet you know what was so funny is that did you see that we did Christmas cookie decorations on the same day? I didn't see that, but I, yeah, I'll talk about that in a second, but go ahead. Well, my mom really wanted to, it's the first year in a long time I haven't got to be with my family. I'm the only Pingree out here, and it's a little heartbreaking for me to not be with my family. And before I get emotional about that, <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about how um, we did, um, I have two, uh, I have two nieces and a nephew and we did a zoom where we decorated cookies together 
And I looked at my Facebook the other day and I saw you did it the exact same day. <laughs> you had a picture of the Christmas cookie decorations, which it's not a tradition for us, but we did it anyway. Just be, my mom wanted to do it and it was a lot of fun. My my oldest um, hung in there for about 20 minutes until he got a cookie and he decorated some, but my daughter was in there the whole time. We got some good screenshots and whatnot. But it was just so... It was actually more fun than I thought it would be, but it made me really miss being in person with them. I feel like I'm missing part of their childhood. Yeah. Especially the youngest one. She's um she's just about to turn four, my niece. Yeah. Um, but for the holidays, we um, you know, we are a split family, like many families. So we have them uh, the second week of Christmas. So we get them on Christmas Day. And then we have them through the new year. So Marcus and I, you know, we already, we had COVID, we're healthy. So we're like, let's go somewhere. Let's do something. And so we're going to drive from Little Rock to Nashville and stay there for a night on Friday once I'm done with work. And then we are going to spend three nights in Cincinnati. So it's about a five hour drive each day. Yeah. And then on on Tuesday, we are going to drive all the way back and work the next day. <laughs> wow. Um, I've already bought tickets to the zoo because uh, apparently our Airbnb is a three-minute walk from the zoo. And so I'm excited about that for the Cincinnati Zoo. And I want to see Fiona the hippo. And I already looked at all the animals. I'm just, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm a cat lady, but I'm an animal person. I'm just like, look at all these animals. I want to see all of them. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so we're going to take a road trip for a little bit. And I like it because I don't have to drive. Uh, I have a book I'm reading and I can take naps. So it really is like a vacation for me. Um, what are you doing for the holidays? Well, we started off, and I was just getting ready to send you something here. So we, we, so what you were referring to with the cookie decorating, it it is a tradition at our family. It's a pretty like major tradition for us. My mom has always hosted it for I don't I don't know how many years, a bunch. Um, and she's always hosted it at her house. She's always um, invited over. I have. I have three siblings, two of whom live basically in the area. And then in the past, my uncle has come. Um, and when my grandma was still alive, she would come. And, and it was just a very big deal. And we would have a competition with the cookie decorating. And so everybody would get like a certain number of cookies and they would make decorate them any way that you want I'm, I'm going to be sending you some pictures here in just a second to show you what i mean because it was it, it says i selected like 40 pictures and i want to make sure i'm not sending you like random pictures from the garden um but yeah so i'm going to show you six pictures okay so these are all some of the winning you'll see like we go all out and i'll include some of the, i'll figure out a way to include these in the show notes because um, you'll f find like there's a Grinch. Actually, there's two Grinches in there. There's a there's snowmen. There are um, yeah. I just got your baby Yoda. Oh, those are good. Yeah. So these are some of the. Oh my God, these are way better than what my family made. <laughs> so this is some of them were really scary. Wow, that Santa's really good. Yeah, those are so these are all mine, and these just I'm not gonna I don't mean to brag, but these are all 
cookies that have won. No, you should brag. <laughs> These are all pretty, pretty, pretty special. But anyway, so then my mom will have one of the their one of our friends from the neighborhood come over and judge them, right? And so they'll judge Aww. like the most creative, the basically they figure out a way so that everybody wins. Uh, oh, but an this award. This last one, the Santa thingy with the scarf, it has like no face except for a carrot. That's a that's a um, snowman. Yes, but it has no face. He's looking up at the snow. His arms are up in the air. Yeah, but he has no eyes. Because he's looking up in the air. If you look up. That doesn't make his eyes disappear. <laughs> but if you look at somebody from below and they were looking up in the air, okay. you might not see their eyes. Okay. All right. Anyway. I understand that you are very sensitive about these. People. I'm not. That one was like. So here's the trick is that Beth will find a picture and she'll be like, here you go. Here's your cookie that you're going to make this year. And so she'll, that's what oh, it looks like. These are so. really good. So we <laughs> had the, a faux pas because, well, my mom sent me cookie cutters uh, and I was like, they're from the dollar store. I'm like, why did you send me these? I could have gone to the freaking dollar store. And then I, we bought pre-made cookie dough and I couldn't get the, uh, I couldn't get it rolled out right. And I had a flower. I didn't have a roller. I couldn't find a roller. So I then I tried using an empty wine bottle <laughs> to roll them out. And so, okay. And I called my mom and I was like, okay, so the cookie cutters didn't work. It's fine. <laughs> They're circular. <laughs> we can decorate them. It's fine. But I made eight cookies. So like each of us could do two. I had no idea that my nieces and nephew were doing like 14 each. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to have a... So it yeah. took us a little bit. You know, we watched them do theirs a lot. <laughs> and uh, my kids eventually disappeared. But So my, my mom made cookies for everybody, put together all the frosting, packaged everything up and dropped them off at my house and two, my two brothers' houses here in the area. And So they live near you. They live essentially within the same town area um for, you know within a within a 20 minute drive i'll say it that way and so she went around and she did all that on sunday and then we all got together at two o'clock no at three o'clock on a zoom call so that she would be able to watch my dad is also pretty competitive he does a really good job of designing cookies as well so this year there were the three of us in the and then the best part is that i have a brother who lives in colorado and they were skiing at the time but to make sure that they could participate and, I, and I, they won't be coming back to Michigan for Christmas because of obviously, you know, 2020. So they sent giant cardboard, cardboard cutouts of themselves. <laughs> so they were there that. too. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It actually took a little while to realize who is that standing in the background of your Zoom. There's somebody back there. It looks like my brother. It definitely is, but it's just cardboard cutout version. So anyway, so that was, made, that's, go ahead. It, well, it made me think of like, okay, the last pandemic was in 1918. And how did families survive that? You know, they didn't have the technology that we do to stay connected today. And so maybe that's just the gratitude I'm throwing out there. Right. That we can actually still communicate and have conversations and even see see each other. I can't imagine what that must right. have been like. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know how they, I don't know how. And we we made an intentional effort so that we could, you know, participate in this because it is a big deal for our families, right? It is a big deal to try and do what we can to get together and to to make things special because you just don't know, right? You just don't know 
how many more Christmases you get. Nope. Like nothing's promised to any of us. Right. So uh, it was diff. It's difficult and you got to come up with different ways to figure things out, but it was, I think it's worth it. Yeah. You just have to be creative. We have a lot of ways to still get together. My parents actually came and visited in October, um, around my birthday. And, uh, you know, we were, they didn't stay with us, but they came in the house and we had a good time. And I was like almost holding my breath when they got back <laughs> just right. to make sure that they didn't get sick. Right. But anything else you want to talk about holiday plans? Yeah. So we don't really know what we'll do in the past. We've all, um, our extended family has all come to town and on my wife's side, the extended family all does the thing on, on, oops, on Christmas Eve and then we do Christmas with my side of the family, extended family. And so I'm not, it's, I don't know. It's hard to know what that's going to look like in Michigan. They were pretty clear that in Michigan, they did not want um, people to get together for Thanksgiving, but I'm not, I'm not right. sure what, what it'll look like for, for Christmas. Everyone kind of runs on a different level of comfortability and i think the most important thing is that everybody is comfortable with what's happening uh, like for thanksgiving we went over to marcus's family's uh his parents house but we i think i mentioned this on the last podcast we sat in like while we ate we sat in like people who lived together places and then we wore our masks and whatever but uh yeah, so we were thinking that it, you know, it's December, right? We're in the third-ish week of December, and just sort of programming note for everyone who's listening. Um, obviously, there's we have this episode, which if you're listening to it the day it came out, it's Thursday, December seventeenth. We will not record an episode next week because it will be it would be Christmas Eve, right, when it came out, and we're gonna take that time off just we're not kids. dedicated enough to deliver a podcast to you on christmas eve i don't even know if it's that or if it's just <laughs> that i have four children who will not be in school like it's just at some point we had to draw a line and so that's the line so next week we will not record <laughs> so we will we will be back um you know the following week at this as, as far as we're planning at this point so it just seemed like it made sense to sort of like look back on the year and maybe we could both just start with what are some of the things that you you learned about yourself or you learned about working remotely? And the reason I think this is interesting is that you and I have both worked remotely for quite a while, but yet this was still different. Mm-hmm. And so it was, yeah, it go was ahead. different. Well, I mean, a lot of my colleagues were in the, our New York office and they're still all at home. So kind of working in a fully remote environment has been a little bit different. And everyone's in different time zones. And I work with a lot of people in the Philippines, too. So just trying to coordinate everything has been a little bit different. Sometimes challenging, but, you know, we've worked it out. I've, uh, well, I don't want to talk about my computer too much more, but it makes me feel like I'm a rock star. (laughs) (laughs) Everything goes so much faster. Um, but I learned how much I cherish being home alone because I was used to being home alone. Marcus, kids would go to school, Marcus would go to work, and I was home alone all the time. And whenever the kids are not here, they're at their dad's, and I am home alone because he's out doing something. 
I feel this extreme, like, peace. It's really weird. And most people would call me an extrovert, but I'm really not. I'm what's called an ambervert, <laughs> which means I get my energy back from being alone. But I enjoy being with people, like small groups of people. I don't really like big groups. But, I, man, yesterday I was home alone for a while um, because I... Marcus was with this cousin, and I just loved... I got my weighted blanket out, and I laid in my Lazy Boy chair, and I was reading a book that I really enjoyed, and I had the fire on and the tree on, and I was in pure, total bliss. (laughs) uh, What about you? So, what did I learn this year? So, it was was an interesting year, I think... Um, for me, because I started the year with a job, <laughs> I started the year with a job and I ended the year and I don't have that job. No, as I, my boss. Yeah, I was, that's a good, yeah, that's true. I started the year as your boss and then, um, more specifically as your editor, but yes, that was your boss. But, and so that job was remote, but it certainly was a very different structure than I have now. And... I think that the thing that I learned is, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily think that this was true about myself, but I really like structure. Now I will say, well, anyway, (laughs) they were, I don't, I'm not suggesting I liked the structure of having six or seven or eight meetings every day. That was exhausting. That's not the fault of that job. It's just what that job required. Right. And so I, I would just say that, The thing that I learned, though, was even though that may not have been the ideal situation, I like having a structure and a time and a place for doing things and a routine. I'm definitely a creature of routine. And so now, um, you know, mostly I write as a freelancer. You know, I write two regular columns at two regular locations. And by regular, I mean at one of them, it's basically every day. It's roughly 25 to 30 columns a month and at the other place the other publication it's about three times a week that's about as regular as you can get that's 10 articles a week that's a lot i just occurred to me that that's a lot (laughs) um i that is a a whole as a writer i can well that's a lot i don't care how many words they are (laughs) i mean it is still basically 8,000 words a week, roughly, is what it is. And so the difference is I have a lot more control over my time, which is really good because, um, you know, when I, when the company that we were both working for that you still work for laid a bunch of people off and I was a part of that, um, it was right before school started. So the good thing is it was, it, it probably did come at a good time because we have four children who are home doing virtual school. And, and so that would have been impossible if I was on mm-hmm. six Zoom meetings a day, like we we just right. we just wouldn't have been meeting very often. <laughs> Do you? Uh, and this, I don't know if this is a sensitive question or not. Which do you prefer? Uh, when you say which do I prefer? Like a full time job benefits. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Like benefit the whole rigmarole versus your being in control of your own destiny. Yeah, that's a great question. And there are definitely benefits and risks. And when you, and I don't mean benefits in the terms you just asked about benefits. Right. But 
there are certainly healthcare benefits or whatever to having a full-time job. There are definitely benefits to, um, you know, working as a freelancer. And it, so it feels weird to say, to th- I don't think of myself as a freelancer, although technically that's what I am. And the reason is because I'm writing a column every single day at Inc., I'm not an employee of Inc. I'm a contractor there, but it is a pretty, like, that's almost a full-time gig, right? Like, it's just, I'm not an employee. So I, I want to I make sure I distinguish from, because my experience is different than somebody who is a freelancer in the sense that they're constantly trying to find places to pitch to write, if that makes sense. Okay, so I want to just, I want to make sure I distinguish that. Um, and then at Business Insider, I do pitch my articles there but I'm writing roughly three, sometimes four of them a week, right? And so that's also a very regular thing. I have a very good relationship at both places, which is, I feel very, very fortunate. And what I have right now is what is, I like this. (laughs) I like having this kind of control. I'm happy to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. So, but what I, but I, when I say that. I do miss you being my editor though. Not that I have any issue with my current editor slash boss. I, she's great, but I think we had a great, we had a really good rapport and I, I liked you being my editor a, a lot. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I enjoyed our team a lot. Everyone on the team that I had was fantastic. And so it wasn't in any way that I didn't like that. But when I look at, especially considering our personal circumstances and our life circumstances, this is a much better fit. Um, there are definitely advantages to having a, we'll call it a day job, even if it's working remotely which doesn't always look like a day job because when you're done, you're done for the day, right? You go home, you go home and nobody can bother you about a thing. Whereas for me, I'm often having to find time to fit things in at different times. And so there were advantages to, okay, well, my first meeting is at 9.30 and my last one is at 3.30. And other than that, I'm done. Yeah. Right? And I so- mean, I'm kind of the same way with how I schedule my time. I love that I'm not judged on how much time I spend at my desk but how much I produce, what I produce. Like Marcus has a thing where he has to sign in and sign out of his work thing. And he was like, you don't have that. And I was like, no, I just do my work. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I think, so for me, I very much like the control that I have, especially over what I write. I get to write in the, now I was writing for Inc. at the same time that I was your editor. That's not a secret. <laughs> I'm not breaking any news here. Um, and the nice thing about that was it gave me the outlet to write about things I was that I cared about, which made it sometimes easier to edit like the fourth article about the same thing that I just edited. Right. You know, whatever. And that's fine. But that was a job. And that's it was a great job at a great company with great people. But it was still like a job. And so what I get to do now is is kind of figure out like if nothing was interesting to me to write about today I just okay I don't have to write today like, literally I can just not I was uh sometimes I still like to write personally on my own sometimes sometimes I do this um, while I'm trying to fall asleep I was writing and my do you ever write in your head oh yeah but I have to yeah. get it out pretty quickly <laughs> yeah well if I yeah because if you don't it goes away but I was thinking about writing um about parenthood I have a child that is about to turn 13, which is, a, which is a big birthday. And I was thinking about parenting and how being a parent 
makes you feel and i feel like i can say this because this is also this podcast is also about work-life balance and we both have families about how there's no other human in the world that can make you feel every emotion in the world from love and adoration to rage and disgust with the premise of unconditional love (laughs) right right well the way I kind of look at it is I could, I also have a personal site. I write on it occasionally. I have too many things going on to have figured out a really good routine. And that's actually one of the things when I look forward to next year that I want to work on. Cause I have a, I've been able to build a pretty large uh, like email audience, but I don't have the time to email them. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure all these things out, but what the way I look at it is um, if I was writing for my own personal site, I would just write the things that are interesting to me. Right. The beautiful thing for me is that's what I get to do with my column. There are slightly more strict parameters, meaning I have to make sure that it's appropriate for the audience at the site that I'm writing at. Whereas if it's my own site, it just doesn't matter. I'll just, I have a random thought today. I'm just going to write about that. But the difference is I get to write it at a place where I know that it'll actually have an impact and it'll help people because, you know, a million and a half people will read those articles this month as opposed to if it was on my own site where there'd be like my wife and maybe a couple of my friends I could get to read it. I'll read, I'll read it. <laughs> right. But you get my point. Like there's a different level of satisfaction associated yeah, with is. it. But sometimes it's just, it's cathartic to yeah, that's write true. to like, to like get in, on your computer. Sometimes I just feel like, God, I need my computer and I need to write this. And I think that's a sign of a true writer. Right. You know, like that's your calling. I don't right. know. Yeah. And it's what you enjoy doing. So, to go back to kind of like the question, the thing I learned about myself though is that I really like structure. I because the thing that in structure doesn't people think of structure as limitations. What I think about structure as I think of it as a set of boundaries that help you to define the things that you want to do. You still get to choose what it is you want to do, but then they help you to accomplish that. So by breaking up your day or by having a system in place, whatever that structure looks like, to me, it's a tool that helps you to accomplish the thing. Whereas a lot of people don't like structure because they feel like, oh, today I have to do this thing. Well, no, you decide what the thing is you want to do. <laughs> Just then use the structure to make sure that you've prioritized it appropriately and given yourself the space to actually do the thing. Does that, does that make sense? And and Because I, I think a lot of people resist structure because they just feel like, I don't want an app to tell me when I'm supposed to stand up. <laughs> I don't want an app to tell right. me when I'm supposed to write this thing. No, I use an app to tell me when I'm supposed to do something because otherwise I'll forget. And at some point in time, it was important enough to me to do this thing that I put it on the list. So now I'm going to depend on that list, you know, that app to tell me to, to do it, if that makes sense. So for me, that was my big learning. And I have not figured out a great structure. I'm literally right now in the middle and by right now, I mean like today in the middle of trying to figure out for 2021, what is my structure going to be? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads us into a good segue of looking forward into 2021. And I am of the population that believes that just, you know, everyone says like 2020 is crap. This does not mean that 2021 is going to magically restart and make everything better. Sure, we're getting some, we're getting vaccines out. Who knows how that's going to go exactly? But we want 21, 2021 to be better than 2020. Right. 
That's a, I think that's a shared goal of everybody. So what are you looking forward to in 2021 besides, you know, I mean, I know you talked a little bit about what you want your work-life balance to be like and whatever, but what are your, what's your vision? I think I have, so on a work side, I'll, I'll break this up, just sort of work and then not work. We'll just do it that okay. way. So on a work side, I think for me, um, I just want to dial in some systems so that I can do the thing same. I want to do the same amount of things that I'm doing now. I just want to do them more efficiently so that they take less time. And because again, I have four kids who aren't going to go back to school any sooner than March at this point. Like that's the earliest they might go back to their wow. buildings. And so, um, and even then, like who knows, right? We talk about twenty twenty one not magically being better. It's not like the kids go back on January first and boom, there was it's okay. Well, my great. kids are at school right now. Okay. That's a- <laughs> in Michigan. <laughs> that's not the way it works. Um, but I think, uh, but what I so that means I need to be able to have a chunk of time, but have it be flexible enough that okay, well I thought I had two hours, but I only had thirty two minutes because something else happened I had to deal with. Now where am I going to get that hour and a half? later and how can I make it so that I can just go back and pick that thing up right how, how do I structure things so that that's the case um, because even though I um, have a lot of control over my time I still have I still have deadlines even if I'm imposing the deadline on myself I still have to send things to an editor I still have to you know if something's timely and I need it published at a certain amount of time that means I have to give someone else enough time to look at it which means I have to have it you know like it's not just a free for all, right? No, like when I when I was freelancing hardcore and I had a full time job, not where I currently work, um, but I was just really bored at my job, so I drummed up a bunch of freelance work, and I put a dry erase board on the back of our closet door, <laughs> so I could know when I had to have things done because I had to impose those deadlines on myself. Right, and I so I've started using. The problem for me, I'll just I won't, I won't go super far into this yet because I have not fully formed enough thoughts to be intelligent about what I'm thinking. But I'll just say this: I've identified the problem, which is a good first step, right? The problem for me is I have too many different things in too many different places that it is not efficient to go be- between them. So every day I make myself a to-do list. I gather to-dos in the Things app. But I actually prefer my to-do list to be on paper. So when I decide what I'm going to do, I just write down what I'm going to do for the day, right? But then for each one of those things that I want to do, I have a Trello board for all the content that I'm working on, all the articles I'm working on, because I have a, a research assistant who helps me research that stuff, right? Because I don't have time necessarily with all the other things. That was something that was easy for me to outsource. So we use a Trello board to do that. So... I have to go to the Trello board to click on a link to a Google Doc where she's done the research for me, but then I go to Ulysses to write it, or if I'm writing for another publication, I'm doing it in Google Doc. Like, there's too many different things, and I find my... Well, and I just find myself spending too much time going between them. And so I've started using an app called Notion, which I don't think we've really talked about that much on here, but it's sort of like... it, it, It... it's basically a database software, but you can configure it in a bunch of different ways. So it's kind of like, imagine if you had your Trello board, but you could click on a button and you could view your Trello board as a spreadsheet. So that instead of seeing everything as a Kanban board, 
now you'd have a list of all of the articles you're working on and the category and the stage and all those different types of things. Because of because I can do that, then I can filter that as just what do I have to work on today? Like that's what I wanted to be able to see is this is what I have to work on today. So I'll, I'll, def, I'll show it to you, but a lot of people you who are listening. to me. I, w- I like the Kanban, so. Right, and I do too for part of my workflow, right? <laughs> it's, it's great for part of the workflow, seeing what stage each different thing is at. But it doesn't, when I'm looking at a Kanban board, it doesn't always tell me because of the number of articles I have and different things, what do I need to do like right this minute? I, I need something to tell me to do this because this is due today. So anyway. What about personally? So personally, I'm looking forward to being able to leave the house again with <laughs> our kids. Um, you know, travel is a big thing. Um, I, I used to travel. Personally, I used to travel 70 or 80,000 miles a year. So that's not a lot compared to some people. That's a lot compared to most people. Right. Yeah. And last compared year. Compared to me for sure. <laughs> two years ago. I think I had like 60,000 and last year there was 20. And the only reason I had 20,000 miles is I went to, I still went to New York two times and I, I, I flew to Vegas at the beginning of the year for CES, right? Which is, you know, 10,000 miles round trip or whatever from here. So I'm looking forward to that, being able to do that with our, especially with our kids. We, we've had some, we have some trips that we would have done this year had we not been you know locked down we still managed to get up north and do some stuff but that's the big thing personally that i think that i'm looking forward to is um with our kids using they're only going to be the age that they are now and i don't just mean the literal age because they're only going to be that until they get a year older but i mean this phase of life is only gonna it's gonna go by so fast and so i'm looking forward to taking full advantage of it while we can right makes sense how about you um professionally i'm you know i've taken a break from freelancing and so i think i might want to start doing some more of that again um a lot the reason that most of my freelance stuff dried up was be pandemic related so if i can pick up stuff with them or do something new i would love 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 to write for a cat blog (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, or anything animal related, I'm just an animal nerd or a parenting blog because I have a lot of opinions about parenting and like common sense media, for example. Um, Personally, I am looking forward to getting rid of this virus. I know it's not going to happen overnight. I know it's not going to happen with the first batch of vaccines, but. You know the saying, it's like keys, phone, wallet, purse is what I go by. Now it's keys, phone, wallet, purse, mask. Right. (laughs) And, you know, we always have to have a mask. And I think it's a good thing. It's something we should all be doing. I recommend everyone wear a mask. Otherwise, you're probably not going to be allowed to be there. (laughs) Um, Unless you're in a place where they aren't enforcing it. Sorry, I'm looking at a stray cat outside. Um, and, um, I'm also looking forward to like, you notice I have my bling back my, uh, I'm looking forward to getting married whenever we can. My son saw, I, we had to have a, like a tiny diamond on the side replaced, um, on my ring. And I think my, I didn't have it for about a week and my son saw it and he said, so when are you guys actually going to have a wedding? And I was like, well, I don't know. (laughs) 
It, it depends on when people are comfortable and free to celebrate with us. We don't want to make anyone uncomfortable having to like think if they can come to whatever we're doing and it's not going to change that much we already live together uh, I'm not changing my last name like basically it's going to be we get a piece of paper and he gets a ring <laughs> so, <laughs> we've been living together for almost three years and we already I mean we already have a life together so I mean I'm excited for us to get married and actually officialize that but at the same time, I'm kind of like, it's not a huge priority. But I really want to celebrate with my family that. And no one is comfortable doing that right now, which is completely understandable. I think <laughs> I think you might have undersold marriage just a tiny bit. But that's okay. I think what you were trying to say was <laughs> it is a big deal, but you're not in a hurry because it's enough of a big deal that you want to do it in a way you, like it's not an urgent thing for you it's a big deal in the sense that you want to be able to share it with your family. And so it's not worth doing until you can do that. It's not that like, eh, who cares about marriage? I mean, I gotta buy the guy a ring if we're going to get married, but you know, it, I, and that's not exactly what you said, but I think that, I think that that's actually a smart approach to say, look, this is a big deal, but it's not like you live in Washington and he lives in Florida and you're like, well, we're not, we're not moving to Arizona together till we get married. So we better do that now so we can move on with our lives. Like you guys have established a life. And so this is a good logical next step for you, but it's not necessary to, to continue advancing your life. Right. So you might right. as well, you might as well, you might as well wait until you can do it. Might the way as you well want. wait until everyone can take part. Right. And like my son said, he was like, well, will me and Savannah be able to be there? And I was like, well, of course. <laughs> like, so that's you know the reason for waiting and i'm so tired of people asking us when we're gonna get married because i'll say now my standard response is um when you cure when you cure covid when they cure covid yeah there you go well okay so the moral of the story as we wrap <laughs> anyway, up is get, get the your vaccine get the vaccine so that jess can get married there's really nothing else to it than that. <laughs> and we will take, we will, we're taking next week off. So don't forget that. So that would in the episode that you would have normally gotten on Christmas Eve. We're sorry. There will not be a Christmas Eve episode, but we will be back after that. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy, happy, holidays. happy holidays. We hope you all have a great holiday in whatever fashion and form you can do it to spread holiday cheer amongst but your only, friends. But only holiday cheer. Don't spread anything else. Wear a mask if yeah. you go out and get the vaccine. Wear a mask. Don't right. do anything stupid, people. All right. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs>